The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Welcome into Summer County Spotlight. Your friend Jeff Shannon right here. we got another spotlight right here and we're bringing back uh, one of our favorites. We call him Mr. Toby Ellis. Now it's kind of a special time for you. You just won the election for road superintendent of Sumner County. Uh, how does that feel? Oh it just feels wonderful. Uh, it, it just feels great to get the campaign over and to win and to look forward to uh, starting work and actually uh, getting the job done from this point forward. Right. You know, and as we uh, talk early on during the campaign process, it's a lot of work. And and, and as you know, it, it just takes a lot out of you. But... I mean, it has, it's stuff that has to be done. When you're when you're in the campaign mode, you have to be every place, every time, every event. I don't know how you do it, but... <laughs> well, Jeff, one of the, the greatest things that happened, and I, I, and I tell people, I said, this is one of the hardest things I've ever done running a countywide campaign, but uh, there's a few negatives to it, but the greatest blessing that I can ever tell you is the people I've met. Oh my gosh, what a blessing I've, I've, I've got to meet people all over the county other people running for positions that has just been a wonderful experience well and, and i guess too when you're especially going countywide i mean you meet a lot of great people that you probably would have never met that's right yeah that's exactly right and i feel like i've developed friendships that will last me the rest of my life there's people that i wouldn't have met but now they're uh, mm-hmm. they're a fixture in my life and will continue to be so absolutely and you know having to cover the entire county has to be kind of stressful <laughs> it is i mean you when you go up north uh towards kentucky and then you you get back on some of these back roads it's like uh, i don't think i've ever been here before i didn't i thought this was kentucky you know yeah. but uh i've rode probably 95 percent of the roads but still there's a there's a there's a few i haven't been on but i'm i'm starting to cover them that's a, another good thing is you get to discover the county more. So Toby Ellis, new road superintendent. What's next? Not well, going to Disney World, I know that. But you're not going to Disney World. Uh, September first is my my first day in office. I get sworn in on the first, and you know, just coming in and getting to know the team. Um, I'm starting to do that a little by little already. I've had people reach out which is a great thing when they're reaching out to you and uh, getting in to know uh, the main people of the department. I feel like just settling the nerves of people sure. and help them grasp the vision of what we want to achieve together as a team. Well, and I think a, a lot of people, the first thing on their mind when somebody new comes in, you know, at the helm, that they're they're going to can everybody, get rid of everybody, change everything, you know, those kinds of things. But you have a different kind of philosophy for that. Well, we were talking a while ago about I was giving a speech one night in Okana Community Center, and that was after I did this 15-minute speech. The first question this uh, this nice gentleman asked me, he says, what's the first
first thing you're going to do? And I said, you know, nobody's asked me that. I said, that is a great question. And I said, what's first and foremost on my heart is to earn the respect of the people and the team that's there. I said, you know, the the position does not earn the respect. The person does. And I'm going to go in there with that in mind and try to create a relationship and a team that works together and has each other's back and create something special for the county. Well, and I think, too, and I think people realize it. I mean, there will be some change. That's inevitable. Sure. But hopefully it's for the better. Yes. You know, for workflow, for, you know, just making the department run efficiently. I think it's just probably something people realize. Uh, They just worry about it. Right. (laughs) How it's going to affect them. Right. There will be some changes with uh, safety, for instance. I'm a big safety guy. I'm actually a safety director for the company I work for, and I'm over four divisions. And I teach competent person, confined space, rigging classes, traffic control. I'm a certified trainer in OSHA. I teach OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 classes. And so at the heart for me, or at my very core, is making sure that the guys that come into work go home safely work safely during the day and go home to what's really important and that's our family and we're going to create a we're going to create a process there to where it's not only safe for them but for the citizens driving through our project and as we talked during the campaign um i that has to be probably the number one priority right there especially doing the work that that some of these folks are doing i mean they're it's not an easy task being out there (laughs) no it's not and you're under the the stress of traffic and you know you want to put your team in the safest spot possible and and create create something to where everybody has an understanding of what's coming up in front of them you're putting signage out far enough where you're sitting there going okay i should be coming up on the 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 project and i said i've seen these signs for the last 1500 feet so i know i'm coming up on them and and just communication mm-hmm. uh you know there's there's ways to communicate with uh, the citizens and let them know when the projects are going to affect their roadways and their areas and their mm-hmm. districts one of the things that i'm going to do is just really be transparent with notifying the the different districts and their commissioners and uh you know through radio through newspapers through social media letting people know what projects gonna are gonna hit and when yeah well i know when 109 was in its heyday <laughs> right of construction i mean that was a mess out there and we would constantly you know getting those updates that i would see come across well we're doing this uh, this could be blocked from this road to this road so i think it's important to get that out and like you said uh, you know keeping the public informed right uh, especially on a large project like that that's right um with that in mind what do you see as probably one of the one of the first major projects you might tackle well one of the things that i'll have to contend with going in is you know projects that have not been finished that the previous administration has already started so i will whatever is going on i will finish and get to the finish line and wrap it up one of the things that we're you know i've heard time and time again is you know these these potholes and these bad areas in the roads one of my plans is is to really go in and do a roadway rating for all the county roads have a full understanding of where they're at um, I created a 
program a few years back and we're updating it as we speak uh, and I want to put it in on our GIS mapping system with the county to where the citizens of the county can go in and look at the roadways see the road rating the ratings of each road and just what kind of shape they're in and so, so how does that rating system work well, basically, I go in and I evaluate each road okay. from beginning to end. Uh, you could go in and it, it'll be on a grading scale just like in school from, you know, zero to 100. And it'll become a living organism. As we go in and repair the roads or repave them, you know, they, they go green. Green's the good color on this map. Yeah. And then red is the worst color, you know for danger so once you click on that road you can drive it with your mouse and you'll see little flags along the way where the repairs need to be where they need to be repaired and then you'll see the narrative of what needs to be done for this spot to be repaired like it should be and then when you get to the end it'll it'll have it'll have how much it's going to cost to repair the road how much we're going to have to spend to repave the road. And then once we do all that and we get it to a 100% rating to start it off with its new life, I also put in the time of when the road was repaired and repaved to where we also can see going forward over the next 10, 15 years when that happened, mm-hmm. how long has the road lasted, is the life cycle improved, are we doing the proper procedures that are creating a better roadway for the citizens at hand. So it gives us a lot of history. Uh, a lot of update to where you as you go and as you grow you can see where the roads started from and where they're at now mm-hmm. uh, and you know we've got several roadways that we need to widen that takes right away uh, and that's one of the things that i'm going to jump in on to figure out what we need to do with our right of ways i know in some cases we don't have any right of way yeah and that's something with the roads that need to be developed and widened that, that's that's something that will take a process of getting that done. So how does one establish a, a priority list? I mean, what qualifies to, let's say, be at level one? <laughs> well, when when I'm doing the, the, the program or the road rating, it, I look at, you know, alligator areas, potholes, areas that needs to be basically excavated back out and go back down to the subgrade and work your way back up. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it once the road gets damaged and you have weather water and everything penetrating the levels of asphalt it's just it's just breaking down what used to be a good base under it as well so you've got to repair it from the bottom up at that point yeah one of the things that we'll do when you're looking at it it'll probably take me several months to get the rating system up Mm -hmm. and running but once I do, each year I will send out a schedule of and a list of roads that we're gonna we're gonna pave and repair, and that'll go out to the the city mayors, all the public utility companies, developers that have projects on them on the roadways. And the reason I'm sending out early is whatever bottlenecks that could be in play as far as me getting my job done. I don't want I don't want public the utility uh, public works to go out and saw cut the road after i just paved it <laughs> right so <laughs> i want to have proper communication with them and let them know hey in june i'm going to come in and pave this road and so if there's anything that they need to do beforehand mm-hmm. then they can go ahead and schedule that and get it done good idea uh if there's a developer that needs to do work on his entrance before i come there then we can have that communication the mayors the way the reason i like to talk to them Let's just say there's a mile of roadway and, and then the city limit sign is 800 foot from the stop sign. I'm going to try to work out a deal with the mayors and the cities. Just make me whole. 
Right. I'm, I'm the cheapest guy that can pave this. I'm already here paving. Yeah. Let me go ahead and extend it to the stop sign. Yeah. And I said, the citizens are the winners in that. Right, because they're going to save money. You're yeah. going to save money. You're taking care of the city. And that opens up the doors to where we can help each other. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that the city and county can do for each other that's sure. a win-win. Well, I'm, you know, in the past, we've had those situations where cities are bickering back and forth for, you know, this is it's your responsibility you know that story but i think that communication level is is kind of key right there and and having that initial powwow with the mayors and letting them know that hey we got this covered you know if you got a problem let me know let's work together that's that's the whole deal is working together yeah and you know with the with the technology with the improvements you're going to make of course that's going to help save money I, i would wholly assume but well working on the efficiencies of what we're doing and we're adding to the life cycle by controlling our densities and compaction rates when we're doing the application and understanding the process and fully you know checking your densities with your density gauge and making sure that everything is where it's supposed to be and you're you're doing everything the best you can do you know testing the mix making sure that the mix out on the job matches the mix design that mm-hmm. that they gave you on the start you want to make sure that everything is lining up right and that you've got a good fr- good road on the front end and uh that's how we're going to do it well i think a lot of people are, are probably like wow there's more that, that goes into this than just throwing some of that black stuff down on the ground and you know right. I, I mean gosh there's a lot of science and uh you know when they're out here you know laying asphalt or concrete or pavement or whatever you know you know jeff when i was building uh interstate roadways in middle tennessee uh, one of the things that i had is we had our own lab and had our own qc manager and one of the things that helped me become a better manager is i went through the certification process through tdot and got my certifications in qc where i i knew more about mixed designs the testing processes Mm -hmm. i wanted the same vocabulary as my my QC manager so I could tell him what's going on on the project and if there's any adjustments we need to make to the mix to make it a better road then we can talk about it while we're doing it and making sure that everything's getting done exactly right. Well you know this is an incredible process and uh, we're going to take a break right now we're going to talk more about that and then I want to also jump into how does these stupid potholes form? What makes a pothole? (laughs) We're going to talk more with Toby Ellis our brand new Sumner County Road Superintendent right here on Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Summer County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon, on this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation with a newly elected road superintendent, Toby Ellis, right here in Sumner County. There's a lot that goes into True. creating a road. <laughs> right. You know, and these roads cost money. They do. You know, with the inflation and everything else going on, I, I know everybody likes to have those increased budgets and things like that. But, you know, coming into office at this point, you know, I guess your your goal is to meet with all the commissioners and discussing with them what their needs are and their problems and things like that. So, again, like you said before, the communication effort. And hopefully, you know, they'll they'll start seeing your vision and, and help to increase that budget uh, somewhat for you. And because, look, I mean, it's so important 
for the safety factor of the general public uh, that these roads be safe. Well, I've met with, of the 24, I've met with 18 so far of the county mm-hmm. commissioner-elects, and uh, I want that relationship to be good. I want it to be the type of relationship where if there's something going on in their districts, they feel very comfortable calling me and wanting to meet with me and go over some things that are happening in their districts. I said, I've, I've had great meetings with all of them. I look forward to working with them. Uh, I really feel like we're going to have a good administration, a good team effort. And that's the one thing that I'm trying to pass along as I go is making sure we are a team. Well, I mean, you got to have that because everybody has to work together. You're not going to get anywhere, just one person doing all the work. And everything I found is that everybody's doing this for the right reasons. I mean, they, they care about our county, care about our citizens, they care about their districts, and they want to have good schools, good roads, great services with their the emergency system that uh, can widener's over you know we we just gotta have a plan have a strategy of how to continue with the growth that's happening here in sumner county there's a reason that why everybody wants to live in sumner county Mm -hmm. and we want to continue the services that we have to make sure that we get all that covered well i gotta say and and early on and when i even first met you and and i heard you stand up and speak and I just knew right then you were the man for the job because there's nobody can match your qualifications, your experience, uh, and and your vision on this whole thing for the roads here in Sumner County. It's, it's going to be a great run, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, I'm very servant-hearted. Um, I'm doing this because I have a passion for it. I don't need a job. Uh, I've got a very, very good job, and this is just something that I've – I've had in the back of my mind for at least the last 12 years and I, I me and my wife have talked about it numerous times I said I said it's either now or never I said this is the time that I need to do it the, the greatest blessing I'm going to have is I, I guess maybe I'm different maybe I'm not I mean I, I evaluate my day on my drive home I think about the things that I did that I did really well and I think about the things I could have done better mm-hmm. and the thing that has always pleased me most is when I've done something for somebody else and it was the right thing to do and i feel like this position helping summer county and helping people because it's just the right thing to do well i i'm just sitting here getting a vision and i i see them renaming 386 toby ellis parkway (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that but But, you know we we were talking earlier about the process of creating a road yes i mean I, I don't think people understand what really goes into you know this process give them just a, a I don't know, this will we can talk hours about it sure but you give me a quick concise way of, of how if you have dirt how do you start that process well i mean you di- you have different specifications for different roadways but i'll break it down like i'll go with your subdivisions in your county and city governments a subdivision uh, we go in and and install the subgrade and compact it and go through a process of compaction rates and to get that subgrade as hard as possible and they'll do density checks on it proof rows to make sure that it's holding up like it should and then most cities install eight inches of base stone and what they do depending on what kind of curb they have if it's curb and gutter They'll put down four inches of base stone, compact it, install your curb 
and gutter and then come back with four more inches in between face to face of curb and gutter uh, then they go in and install two to three inches of b mod uh, and usually at that process at that time frame they start backfilling the curbs and you'll see the developments start to build their homes and going vertical and once there is 75 to 80 percent buildup in that subdivision then the county or city governments release them to come in and do the overlay and they'll go and install an inch and a half of surface mix and that seals off the binder and the base stone and keeps water from penetrating you have that two percent crown which is the center of the roadway it has a slope from the center to the curbs to make sure that the the water rolls off and goes to the curb and gutter well the thing that that i hate are those stupid manhole covers they leave five six inches out of the ground oh, that's right. take out the bottom of your car oh that's you know, right attention now what's the reason for i mean i think i understand it but well they they some developers do it differently but what i like for them to do is to come in and put it at binder grade to where it's smooth and they're not sticking up and then right before you overlay it you come back and adjust them for the surface right layer uh sometimes they go ahead and do it for the surface layer and it is sticking up there and if you're not watching it it could be a bad day at the yes, office yes you know it <laughs> but i hate those things and, and and i'm sure the developers saving money because that costs them extra money when they have, if they have to fill that up to that point it does but, and uh, usually when they do that it's because they're going in their mind they're going to get it done pretty fast they don't want anything slowing them down and uh and they do that i guess because all the construction equipment coming in they don't want them to tear up the right. finished road so right. they can tear up the underneath because they can come in and repair that and then That's put over correct. it. Yeah. You, you were talking about potholes earlier. One mm-hmm. of the biggest things that that hurts asphalt, you know, on the county roads, I got to make sure that we got proper drainage. We do have that crown in the roadway. It mm-hmm. was installed correctly. I got to make sure the water runs off in the road into the ditches. We got to keep the ditches clean. We got to keep the roads clipped. Where if if you're driving through Sumner County, sometimes you'll see the road where, you know, fines and debris and dirt has built up on the edge of the road and the water cannot mm-hmm. get to the ditch. So it sits there. So it sits there. And yeah. what happens over a period of time, it's sitting there going through freezing and thawing process. It breaks down the, the components of the mix design and then it, the, the asphalt starts breaking down. Uh, another thing that breaks mix down you know uh, salting the roads and briming the roads for weather conditions in the winter is not really good for the road you have to make that decision of whether am i gonna am i gonna think about safety here and try to help make sure i get this ice melted off the roadway there's a thought process there because i mean if we're having a flurry and it's an inch or two i'm probably not going to go out and spend a lot of money on salt and brine because that eats that eats at the asphalt and takes its natural components out of it Mm -hmm. to where it breaks it down so you really only want to do that when you you have to and it's a big snow occurrence uh, another thing that breaks the roads down is when you've got more weight than the road was built for you know developments are specified for a certain weight they don't need 18 wheelers going through them de- developments every day if it mm-hmm. does it's going to start tearing sure. the roadway up yeah and so the specifications for interstate construction is way different Sure. than it is for just a subdivision. Well, I mean, you think these scientists would sit there and and, and, and knowing the uh, the makeup of how potholes are formed and coming up with, and I'm sure they've, they've improved the mix uh, and the technology greatly over the years, but there, there's got to be something that somebody's sitting behind a 
computer and just analyzing how they can prevent these kind of environmental things affecting that and having to break down that asphalt. Right. Yes, they work on that every day. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, there's new technologies, new mixed designs. There's new things that's coming out every day that we can use. But guess what? It costs money. Yes. And in some cases, because of the budget being what it is, you can't some in some cases you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You've got to stretch the dollar and your efficiencies and make sure that you're doing everything absolutely possible to make the roads as good as you can with the dollar that you got yeah well it's a job that i think most people don't understand right but we're glad you're doing it well because <laughs> you understand it, it. <laughs> i appreciate you so what's next for uh, toby ellis you're gonna you take a vacation here i am going to take a vacation well, that's good uh, next week is uh, anita and me it's our uh, 34th wedding anniversary oh, and we're going to Big Cedar Lodge in Missouri. I'm going to spend some, have some downtime. Well, you got to like decompress before you hit the ground running. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) With the uh, Sumner County, as it is, and Sumner is growing, like, I mean, you know, you see uh, all the growth that's coming in here. And with the recent uh, completion of the Albert Gallatin, I guess, is that an overpass or is that a bypass? It would be considered uh, an interchange bypass. Okay. And it, it is great. I've been using it almost hit daily gets you over to 31 from 109 very quickly mm-hmm. safely it's great road and that was in in the works for gosh several years right it was and you know t-dot region three worked with city of galton and you know i'll have to commend the city of galton did a great job managing that project actually for the state it was one of the biggest projects i mean usually the state doesn't come in and let a city take over like that but they worked with them so good i I, mr lehu when he gave his speech out on the project he said he said they just did a phenomenal job on it we got the job bid out and uh, the contractors really knocked it out of the park and please go over and use that road you'll love it now where does it connect to so it goes from where to where it goes from the new 109 over to uh, 31e it um, on the west side where does it go yes it goes to well the new the new 109 uh, going from gallatin to portland right as you're coming out of gallatin on the new 109 going towards portland it's about it's about a mile past Long Hollow Pike. Okay, yep. And you can get on it and go out to 31, and it just, it kind of goes through where um, the Gallatin Civic Center and all that's located, uh, Cumberland Electric, and it, it breezes you right on through to 31, and then you, if you're going to Westmoreland, that's just a great, you can, you can go from 386 to 31 with very little traffic. You know, I think some people, we were talking about widening a 386, and people, I know down in Orlando, it's like you can't go any wider than which you're going. You know what I mean? So now you're talking double-decker stuff. And it's like, that has to be a hairy project. (laughs) Right. We're a ways out from that. But uh, the the widening of 386 is going to start in the next year or two. They're going to widen from Rivergate all the way to Gallatin. It's much needed. Yeah. Uh, Anybody that drives that in the morning or the afternoon understands that. And, of course, the bottleneck in Gallatin there at Thornton's, um, they're going to do their best to take care of that bad situation and i think everybody's gonna love it right so here's a question for you you're going uh oh here it comes what's the one thing that you've learned uh, during this campaign process 
just being comfortable and being myself. Seems like people have reacted to that, just really trying to sell me and not, and not worrying, just not worrying about anything else. Sure. Just, you know, I've got to, I've got to talk about me and my experience during the campaign. And that's really the only thing that I concentrated on was yeah. just trying to let people know what my talents were and what my experiences were and what I felt like I could do for the county. Right. So your terms for four years, Yes, we're sir. just getting started. Yes. So, I mean, a lot of great things are going to come here to our roadways here in Sumner County. With your first day walking in, you know, that's just got to be uh, like, wow, I made it. That's right. I'm here. That's right. You know, and it's got to feel good, and especially when all the work that you've done, all of your, your campaign workers, your staff, everything that was involved in this, you know, has to feel really good it does. Uh, about what you've accomplished. And, you know, I'm going to have a learning curve with how we work with the other departments of the county. I feel very confident in my ability in the field and what we can do and making sure we do the right things. I mean, I'm I'm one of the guys that will sit there. I would much rather take the extra effort and spend the extra time of getting it done right versus getting it done fast. Sure, absolutely. All right, we've been talking with Toby Ellis, their brand new uh, road superintendent here in Sumner County. So congratulations, sir. We're we're so happy for you. And I'm sure we're going to talk many more times uh, on this program and keep us updated on what's going on. Thank you, Jeff. And I really appreciate the listeners and uh, look forward to serving you. All right, we're going to be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon on this uh, Sunday morning. I wanted to bring in our good friend, John Isbell, who, by the way, is now our brand new Sumner County mayor. And John, congratulations. Hard fight. A lot of work. Thank you. And it's an honor to have the opportunity to serve the citizens of Sumner County. Uh, I truly relish this opportunity. Well, it's, I got to say, you're probably the hardest working campaigner that I've ever seen. (laughs) And you started how far in advance? Well, it was actually, we started right after the election of Assessor Property, uh, started mapping out our game plan, our campaign plan. But uh, we've been working diligently across Sumner County for at least a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, it it just seemed like you were everywhere, which it, it paid off. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. You get that name recognition out there. People get to know you. So, but I'm telling you, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> yeah, it was a labor of love, and it was an opportunity to meet a lot of great people, be involved in a lot of great activities. Uh, Sumner County is just a beautiful place, and I enjoy traveling every corner of it. Well, and there's a lot of great people, so I guess one of the, the, the benefits of, of that is you, you really got to meet a lot of people. Uh, and I was talking to, to Toby Ellis as well, and he got to be in places that you would probably never get to go to. Absolutely. And these, these contacts that you make, because in, in your position, you've, you've got to cover the whole county and meet all of the mayors and all the commissioners and aldermen and all of that. So that, that's, uh, uh, you laid down some good groundwork. Built some great relationships that will carry Sumner County forward. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that. Well, you have a, a lot of work in front of you. Here's the, the, the number one question. You probably heard this already. You knew it was coming. What's the first thing you're going to do? Well, the, the first thing we're going to do is start getting the foundation uh, laid down in our county. 
Uh, we've got a lot of employee changes, a lot of department head changes. So one thing that we want to do is make sure we get the stability uh, back in our in our county government. Foundational is our safety and security of the mm-hmm. of uh, the citizens. So uh, making sure that our EMS department, our sheriff's department, all of those departments are on a firm, solid foundation to serve the citizens. Well, and, and being involved in the government as you has as the assessor, I mean, you you know a lot of these folks already. Oh, I do. So that that really kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, having those relationships in place have been uh, an advantage. Mm-hmm. So going in, everybody thinks, oh, okay, he's coming in, he's cleaning house, or getting rid of everybody, bringing in his own people. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case. No, it, I've made a general practice not to move people uh, from my office to another office. Uh, when I took office as assessor of property, it, it was my commitment to build the team. It's about building leaders, and it was taking the uh, the people that we had in the office that were good people and building them into great leaders. How many employees would you say you would have at this point that you're going to have to manage? Oh, it's, it's going to be in the hundreds. Uh, you know, under my direct supervision, uh, we've got well over 100 people. Sure. Just uh, just in that without counting what each department is. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of employees uh, that serve the citizens here in Sumner County. So for Sumner County, what, what are you looking at? What What's the current budget? Uh, the current budget runs about $121 million okay. is what we manage. That does not include the school budget. Uh, now the school budget is operates separately. Uh, the commission will deal with that, but uh, county general, which includes uh, you know all of our all of our constitutional officers and then all of our departments, uh, okay. that's a little over 121 million. So with a budget that large, I mean you have to have I guess an idea how it's going to be spent because you've already been involved with it at uh, some aspect of it, and. With the, with the budget like that, people say, are you gonna have tax increases? Well, one of the commitments that I've made is is to present a budget to the county commission for next year that will do three things. That one, will take care of our employees, and that two, will uh, present a budget that is balanced and reduce our debt, and then also does not include a tax increase. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge that we're working on this year to get ready to present to the budget committee next year. Mm-hmm. I guess with you know coming up with tax increases, nobody ever likes that. I don't want to have anything to do with it. But it, it, it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. But working with all of the commissioners, as you will be, because you'll be a lot closer working with them now than you probably were in the past, mm-hmm. I guess having those relationships and that understanding that they are going to have of your vision for the county and how you move forward. Yeah, it's going to be very important to have those relationships and to continue to build them. You know, it's my goal to build a team within that commission not to have a a divisive uh, commission so we're going to work hard towards building bridges but you know let's face it Sumner County is a conservative county Uh, they want conservative governance Mm -hmm. and that's what I campaigned on and that's what I'll bring them Okay. Well, I think it's it, it's something that people appreciate. Uh, they know Summer County is a, is a growing county, and <laughs> with all the people moving here, I mean, we're going to have growth. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. The cities love the sales tax, mm-hmm. you know, for that. And you know, from the from the county's perspective, I guess you're going to have a, a daunting task of continuing that and and how to manage growth as well. Yes, gro- growth is always a number one issue right now in Sumner County, and and it will be a challenge. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity. It's going to be an opportunity to plan. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity to, to cast vision on where we want to go as a county. Uh, now, we have our cities that are run by our city mayors, but as a county, 
Uh, we're going to be having the opportunity to cast a vision that will uh, that will keep us as a country feel while we also walk into our cities, drive into our cities, and see a town feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important to create that balance in Sumner County. Well, and, and I think that's evident by a, a, a lot of these, uh, the people that are up in arms when uh, a big subdivision's trying to come in, um, you know, multi-family kind of situation, and especially Long Hollow, any of the areas that are now really a lot of great country area, because people say, well, I want, I want acreage. I want to have a, a house on a larger lot instead of these, you know, smaller lots. And then you have it the other way as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the thing about government. It always, it doesn't matter what you do, it's gonna be wrong to somebody, you know. Right. But you gotta have growth, you gotta have some place to put people, mm-hmm. and these developments, I guess, are inevitable to go to happen. They, they are to a certain extent, and, uh, and that's where planning comes in. If we are strategic about where the development goes, then we can better plan our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can better meet the needs of our schools. Uh, we have a great school system. Here in Sumner County, uh, we are truly blessed, uh, but we need to make sure that we are purposeful about how we grow in Sumner County. So working with the planning department, I, I would think, would be probably a very important aspect uh, of your job in making sure that the planning department is seeing your vision for the county as well. Yes, uh, that that's very important. And, uh, and I've been working with our planning director, casting vision with him as well as our planning commission, casting vision with them. It does no good if we write a plan and then go in and just start changing everything after the plan's Mm -hmm. been thoroughly vetted by the citizens and by planning. Uh, It just does no good to do that. So Mm -hmm. what we want to do is we want a plan that casts vision and takes growth to a manageable level for Sumner County. Mm -hmm. Well, and and too, I think a lot of people would say, well, yeah, we're trying to bring in these, you know, big corporations like Meta, you know, they're taking up a large property in the county, but then they're saying, well, how is our infrastructure going to handle that? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's all in place. Well, you know, if you look at some of what's coming in now, it has a lesser impact on our infrastructure. The big project out in, in Hendersonville, uh, the Music City Studios, a mm-hmm. uh, $110 million project that is just going to bring a lot of business to Sumner County. It's an outstanding project for mm-hmm. not only Hendersonville, but for Sumner County. Absolutely. And, and I think we're going to reap the benefits from that. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, we always like to, you know, attract that kind of thing anyway, because Sumner County is with the large, you know, music history that we've had, and it's been just amazing. It just makes sense that we attract those kinds of kinds of businesses related to the entertainment and music business. With the growth in Hendersonville, there's not a whole lot left right. <laughs> and wish to build upon. So then we start looking into the county. So what's the, what do you think the county's vision is going to be as far as uh, that kind of concept? Well, as far as building industry, you know, I'm not real big on putting an industrial park out in the middle of the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just not been an advocate for that. I think it. Uh, I think it detracts from our country feel. I think what we need to do is we need to foster the industrial growth within the cities. Uh, they have areas designated for that, both Hendersonville and Gallatin. I think we should foster that, and I think a lot of that comes with our relationship with our chambers across the county. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we do as, as little as possible to inhibit growth. Uh, we want growth to happen 
in the uh, commercial sector, the industrial sector. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that we want to make sure we decrease those barriers to entry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, it is something, I guess, you have to plan so far in the future. You know, that's, I guess, why we have a planning department. That's right. <laughs> but to have a vision that far in advance, you know, five, ten years, I mean, that would, maybe it's just my brain, but it, that has to be a, a task that's like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it is a challenge, and, uh, you know, it's just something that you have to do because you have to know where you're going. And so that's something that, that we're working on right now to mm -hmm. make sure that we cast that vision. And we bring in the right stakeholders uh, to make sure that they have a voice in that vision as well. Sure. So have you had any uh, any folks reaching out to you since uh, winning the, the campaign? You know, it's amazing how many friends you have after you win. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we've had some great people reaching out, building great relationships. So uh, so I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the opportunity to meet new people. Yeah. Well, you have a, a job in front of you, and you've worked really hard. And like I said, uh, I've just been amazed at, at how you've campaigned and how well you did and how you were at everything that's possibly imaginable to, you know, shake hands and kiss babies, you know. And, and I guess and then I hear that, well, since John Isbell, county mayor, you are going to Disney World. Well, you know, it's funny you ask that question at the beginning and, and, and I was kind of serious on that. But, you know, the reality is, is what am I going to do first? Well, I am going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been uh, been informed that my uh, granddaughter is taking her first trip to Disney World, and how old and is she? She is just turned a year. Okay, so uh, she's getting at that age where she's running around and, and kind of mumbling a little bit, <laughs> but uh, just a bundle of joy. Yeah, and uh, and so I will be taking my first trip to Disney World, although a bit abbreviated uh, from the rest of the family. But mm -hmm. I look forward to it. Well, I mean, I guess you got to get away. You know, you've you've worked really hard in doing this, and uh, you you take off a September first. You know, you you come on in, and you have this vision ahead of you, and it, starting the meetings and meetings and meetings, mm -hmm. and, and then I assume you're still going to be speaking everywhere, all over the county. Uh, whenever an opportunity presents itself, I'm going to share the the uh, good things that are going on in Sumner County. Well, I mean that's that's great. So, what do you foresee in the, in the let's say the next couple of years? What do you foresee the county looking like? Well, right now we have to brace ourselves for the the current economy. Uh, we've got a major reappraisal of, of property values, which is the bulk of our funding, coming up in 2024. So we have to position ourselves to where we can get through these next couple of years without a tax increase. Uh, the reason being is citizens right now are struggling and to throw another burden on top of them is gonna be difficult. Uh, so what we have to do is we have to find that delicate balance between citizen services as well as the tax rate to provide those services. Yeah, I know that, that people have mentioned to me, you know, when they had this the appraisal thing you're, you had, you're talking about coming up, how is that going to affect their their mortgages and things of that nature? It's going to increase, I would assume. <laughs> uh, well, it, yeah, it's going to depend on the values on their homes. But, yes, with everything going up so much, uh, it will have an impact on them. Well, I know ours has increased in value since we've signed the paperwork on it. And uh, so I guess it's just inevitable, you know, homeowner, you're going to be paying more constantly. Absolutely. All right. yeah. Hey, listen, we're talking to Sumner County Mayor, County Mayor John Isbell, and congratulations on the campaign. We're going to talk with you more. So hang around. We'll be right back with more 
of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Yeah, it's Sunday morning, and that means it's Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with County Mayor John Isbell, newly elected. Uh, he's uh, really worked very hard here for Sumner County for a, a lot of years, and there's a lot of things uh, in the county mayor's position that you're going to have to, to jump into, help to have the public understand what's going on with Sumner County. And you said you have this new website you're rolling out. Now, let's, let's talk about that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, you know, when I was campaigning, uh, one of the biggest things that I talked about is the transparent delivery of, of information to the citizens. And I want to make sure that that information is accessible as easily as possible. And it's in a format that citizens can, uh, uh, can digest and learn from. You know, I had an opportunity as assessor, I uh, published an article on e-government principles and was uh, chosen as the cover article for our trade journal and also invited to speak at a major conference on these e-government principles. So I have a good background in delivering that information. Uh, and the way we're going to do this is by harnessing GIS technology. Now, what is GIS? And that's Geographical Information Systems. Okay. So basically, it's taking information that's static and it's putting it into a more interactive form okay. uh, to where it's pictorial, where we're using pie graphs and using percentages that give you a good basis of information to draw from. And what I think that's gonna do at the end of the day by providing that service, I think that's gonna start to build that trust between the citizens and the government. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our biggest problems right now at all levels of government is that there is an inherent distrust of government. Yes. <laughs> and and it, it stems because we as government, talking from as a government side, we don't want to release information. We want to make you jump through hurdles to get just basic information that should be out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think if I just get it out there to where you can access it. You don't have to go through paperwork, open records, and all that craziness to get basic information. I think you're gonna to start to trust what we're doing. Sure. And uh, we're gonna have town hall meetings, talk about sensitive issues, major decisions. We're gonna involve the public. You know, I pioneered a term called the citizen's voice as the assessor when I traveled the state talking about the reappraisal process. I always said the last step in any reappraisal is the citizen's voice. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that I want to do to start to build that trust in government. Well, I'm sure that if somebody calls your office, they're actually going to talk to a person, not listening to 20 minutes of prompts and <laughs> press one for this. We, we, we do not have any type of recording in our office. Uh, you will reach a person and we will direct you where you need to go sure. based on your question. So when do you see the, the new website launching? We're starting on it now. Okay. Uh, we're working with, uh, with both the company that we're looking at, at managing the project as well as our in-house web designer. Mm -hmm. uh, these are meetings that are going. I expect to have it out within the first 100 days. Okay. Uh, it's part of what I call my 100-day plan to establish the basis of my uh, uh, my tenure as county mayor for the next four years. And, and there's a lot of information that needs to be disseminated, and social media seems to be a major platform, especially for county government. And talking about being transparent, I mean, there you go. And you're letting people know what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. You let them know what services the, the county offers to businesses. So I think that's that's pretty important. But you have to have somebody. At, at, social media is like a full-time gig. I, mean, I always said that. I mean, it really is. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, that's something that uh, Sumner County's lacked. Uh, we've really never had a public information officer. Uh, that can manage those different platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're talking about Facebook, you're hitting one age group, uh, and then we have to look at Instagram for another age group. Sure. We have to be able to get that information out. Uh, then you have uh, you have radio, so that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we're going to start a column that's going to come out in our local papers. Okay. Uh, that's basically going to talk about what we're doing in Sumner County. Yeah. Um, I'm putting together newsletters that will go out to the citizens. Uh, that'll be an email-based program that citizens can sign up for. Okay. You know, there's so many different ways to get information out there. Uh, in the different platforms, and we want to take advantage of every one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so important because people are, are living on these, I'm holding my phone right now, it, it, you live on this thing. This is your Absolutely. information source right here. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I'm glad to see that, that you have that, that capability. And with all the events going on here, I mean, it just really helps you to, to get that information out with, especially our historic sites and things like that, trying to drive people to those sites. Yeah. Well, and that, that's another thing is, is trying to put together a comprehensive Sumner County calendar. People have always said, John, we just we missed this event because we didn't see it. Well, it may have been on the Gallatin's website because it's in Gallatin. Right. And if they're in Hendersonville, they may have wanted to go to Gallatin to that event mm-hmm. and vice versa. Sure. And that's across the whole county. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully as I'm as I start to build a relationship with Chambers and and the city leaders that we start to build a, a comprehensive view of Sumner County as far as the different events and, and opportunities for citizens to engage. So what could Sumner County offer, uh, let's say, businesses in the county? Well, basically what I want to offer them is the opportunity to succeed. And government best does that when they get out of the way, to lower those barriers to entry to make sure when you want to go in business, that it is as easy as possible to get into business as yeah. long as you're operating under under the guidelines, mm-hmm. but, but to make it as easy as possible. It shouldn't take you six months to get through government paperwork or two years to get through government paperwork. Uh, you know, I have one friend that, that was doing some work on, on a building expanding with double sales tax revenues for an entity and it's taken him two years to get through the bureaucratic paperwork. Right, unacceptable in my yeah. book. Well, and I know as a former you know small business owner, it just always seemed that government was trying to keep you out of business and not letting you proceed. I mean, it's just you run into these barriers all the time. Yeah, and you learn of a new tax that you didn't know about until you're late <laughs> on it, and yeah. you know you said, "Well, I never heard about this." Why not have a good structured ch- checklist? If you want to come in, you want to open up a business in Sumner County, this is what you need to do. Sure. And uh, easy as that's possible. easy to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, there's so many good things here in Sumner County. I think a lot of people don't really realize are here. But having that, that platform like the website, and, of course, you have the, the historic areas that, that, I guess, have their, their websites going as well. But having a source like your county website to let them know all the great things that are going on here in Sumner County, and that's going to be a, a big job for you. Uh, it, it's going to be a monumental task <laughs> just to just to be a, a comprehensive source of information. 
but uh, but I think yeah, I truly believe it's one that has to be tackled. Uh, it's something that we need and we owe to the citizens. Sure. Well, and I think, too, a lot of people are not really familiar uh, what services uh, that the county delivers. Mm-hmm. Police, fire, those kind of things. Can we talk about that? Because I think people don't understand. Right. Well, you know, some of the fundamental services, obviously, at the county level is our ambulance service, our EMS department, uh, on a on a uh, another scale for natural disasters and so forth we have our emergency management agency uh, that just does so much work out there behind the scenes that nobody knows about when Mm -hmm. we have natural disasters and then we have all of our internal offices you know once we start talking about our library systems our planning stormwater building and codes department our human resources uh, we, we have so many different departments out there and then you talk about our constitutional officers, which are separate from the county, okay. uh, from, from my purview as, as county general. You have our register of deeds, our assessor of property, our sheriff's department, uh, who runs our jail system. We have our county clerk. We have all of those offices that keep government running for the citizens. And all of those all work in sync. Uh, so we all cross-reference each other and talk to each other and maintain good relationships. So I want to give kudos real quick. So I had to, you know, get the new tag, the, the, have the new blue tag. So I go down there and I walk in the building and there's a line all the way around the inside. And I was talking to somebody. They said, you know, there's a drive through out there. I got in the car, went through the drive through and in like five minutes, I was done. There was no line out there. That's a great service. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I, I would tell you that uh, Bill Kemp has built a great office, and uh, and Carolyn Templeton's going to do great work as the as the new county clerk. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, they do well. The, the you know the challenges of removing emissions. Uh, it was wow. a good thing. Thank goodness it happened. Wow. Yes. Uh, but the challenges of that, plus the new plate implementation. They stay pretty busy, so yeah. uh, please be patient with them. They're very efficient, and they're doing the very best that they can. Yeah, yeah but that yeah, that drive through I think people don't realize it's there. Yeah. It's okay. I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so i got to bring another vehicle in next month, so I, I'm, that's where I'm going. <laughs> so what, is, what do you foresee coming up is probably one of your biggest challenges. I mean, it's something that's like the, the big Goliath that you're going to have to face. It's got to be the economy. Uh, it's got to be uh, the uncertainty that we have out there. You know, with, with Sumner County, obviously, being at the county level, uh, we're directly impacted by all of the uh, federal decisions. Uh, so, you know, we can be as conservative as we want to be, but uh, we still have to meet the services of citizens. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge with the economy. And I see that over the next couple of years. Yeah, as a, from a county perspective, I guess you're you're always coming up with maybe new services that you can offer the citizens, uh, so people can see where their tax dollars are being spent. But again, having the transparency with the website and things of that nature, where you you know you can propose these new things. Hey, coming up, this is what's what we're working on. Those kinds of things, and with the commission meetings. Uh, and speaking of that, are there going to be any changes going on at the at meeting structure? Uh, not that I know of, as far as the structure of the meetings. We, we've got a big turnover in the county commission. Okay. Uh, if not the largest in history, probably right up there, top five anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a big turnover of commissioners. So there's going to be a lot of what I want to say, finding your lane. 
right. uh, what do you want to accomplish as as a county commissioner within the framework of, of county government uh, so I've had conversations with most all of the new commissioners coming in as well as the existing commissioners talking to them about their role and what they expect to, to accomplish uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. this will be very interesting to see how all this plays out. Yeah, because that didn't happen before at this this kind of yes, magnitude, I guess. No, no, not not at this level. So as you meet with these different commissioners, are you getting any pushback? You know, not really. I think all of them really want to come in and just serve the citizens mm-hmm. for you know whatever agenda they may have had or perceived to have. I think at the very heart of it, each one of them feel that they can contribute to serving the citizens in Sumner County. Mm-hmm. And that's the bridge that I'm, I'm going to start building on. What's been the, the talk on term limits in the county? Uh, to be honest with you, not much talk at all. Okay. All right. Uh, not much talk at all. Uh, as evident by this recent election and the new makeup of all of these commissions, I think term limits is in place. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and again, it goes back to the citizen's voice. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. think any person can win any race in Sumner County if they're willing to put in the time and meet with the citizens and talk to them. So from a um, county's perspective, working with the state, what kind of relationship are you going to kind of work with uh, with that? You know, it's funny. Uh, election night and primary, I started talking with our state leaders. Okay. Um, I've got full support of all of our state leaders, including our newest one, my good friend William Slater, uh, who won the primary. Sumner County is blessed with incredible state leadership. And I will add that our county attorney that I will be proposing on September 1 also has those credentials at the state level Okay, uh, that will uh, that will help us. Uh, so we're blessed. Uh, we're we're going to be OK at the county with our county state relationships. Okay. And I'm only going to build upon what's already there. That's great. Wow. Well, We've been talking with new county mayor of Summer County, John Isbell, and uh, he's got a big job in front of him, and he's ready to tackle it. He's been working long enough on this thing, so uh, congratulations on the win. We appreciate you being a friend of the show and uh, of the radio station, and uh, keep us informed. Absolutely. Be transparent. Anytime you're ready to come on, just just holler at me. We'll make it happen. Anytime. I love talking about Sumner County and all the good things that we have. Yeah, we'll make it happen. So this is Jeff Shannon uh, wrapping up another Sumner County Spotlight. We'll check you next week. So long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.